from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, April 13th. Friday the 13th. Ooh. And it's the Relevant Podcast. A special haunted episode of the Relevant Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffolds. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way yes. from Nashville, Tennessee, author, speaker, our newest podcast member, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. And also with us, our favorite ghost, Molly. Yes. April, uh, the Friday in, the 13th. In my heart, she lives. Nice <laughs> to see her. And in that guy's attic. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we have a great show in store for you today. We Coming don't. up later, um, uh, the one and only, Give it to my me. hero. Bob Goff oh. is on the show today. Oh, I love him. Love Bob. He has a new book coming out. He'll talk to what us about. about. Hey, but Cameron, what about Bob? Oh, oh, a new book. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> mm. I love that movie when he says, I'll be quiet. And he says, I'll be peace. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> um, we love Bob. He has, now, can I ask you a question about him release? No, you have more to do. And then I'll ask you more Bob Goff No, I'm just going to say, and also coming later, we have a big announcement about what's happening two weeks from now, huge, our 600th huge. episode. Do we, do we know? Can I just say, I have no idea what that announcement is. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't know Bob was on the show, and I don't know what the announcement well, is. Well, welcome to the show, Eddie. Well, I will find out. You <laughs> didn't read the memo, did you? I'm going to find out in real time, and I'm going to give you an honest reaction. Okay. So oh, wow. I'm not even we have some pre- big news. Big news about the 600th episode coming up. Of the podcast? Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know it was the 600th Two episode. Two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah we, have, we have something happening. Hey, now. We're doing yeah, something. You better check Eddie's calendar, everybody, before we make do, this announcement. Do we? I mean, I could not be there, and it would be fine. We all know that <laughs> AFD is the new EVK, and I'm yeah. fine with that. V. <laughs> You're Vincent. the only big cat in this family, Vincent. buddy. Edward Vincent Coffolds the third. Edward Vincent sounds like a, I don't know, very very prestigious. It, yeah, uh, it, it doesn't uh, quite. Uh, it's not the quite the right branding Vincent, for me. Is yeah, it? yeah, I, yeah. I, I was going to say, Eddie, did you ever? Do you ever? Were you ever tempted to just go just go by Vinny? Because Vinny. I feel like if your middle name is Vincent, you have an excuse to just be Vinny. Yeah, for, ha- at some point in your life, I have a ton of choices with my name: Edward, Ed, Eddie, Vinny, Vincent. There were just a lot of things, and Vince. I, I wound up with Ed, Vince. Yeah, keep it as Vince. There's so many options. Yeah. Coffolds. Yeah. Is Vince, uh, people named Vince, is it? Is it really Vincent? Is that a thing? I Maybe. believe so. I mean, I can't. Hmm. Vincent Vaughn. Yeah, Vincent that sounds Gills. weird. Vincent Vaughn. I'm sure it's. He's Although, probably just Vince. Vinny Vaughn sounds weirder. No, Vinny I, Vaughn sounds like a, like, a, like an 80s baseball player. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Vinny, Vinny Vaughn, <laughs> he's a... He's like one of the neighborhood. He's part of the neighborhood gang. Yeah. The, yeah, he yeah. was a slugger for the Expos back in '84. <laughs> <Vinny Long. laughs> let me let me ask you. Can I ask you a Bob Goff question? Yeah, because yeah. you're pals with him, Robert Goff. Robert Goff. Um, yeah, right. That's right. Now, this book, I would assume he would have released a book immediately after his. That's not how he rolls, man. How does he roll? Does he just kind of wait until he feels like writing something else? Because well, he had to have been asked before now to write a book. Yeah, I mean, my my understanding of of Love Does was that. You know, it was more 
his friend Don Miller mm-hmm. kind of pulling him out of it, like pulling that book out of him. Yes. And saying like, you have lived an incredible life. You have learned a lot of things. You have incredible stories. Please write this down. And then Don collaborated with him on writing Love Does. I, I know that. And then Bob is Bob and he lives... I mean, he lives like nobody else and he's out there building schools around the world for, you know, kids who wouldn't have education. He's, he's, um, involved in behind the scenes in politics. He's, he's loving on people. He's speaking every weekend. It seems like when are you going to write a book? He's out there doing Mm -hmm. it. He's not like needing to sit down and write it. No. And so it's been five, six years since love does. And, um, there's another batch of stories and another, you know, a lot of life lessons learned and there's a new book coming out. Yeah. It's like, uh, and that's the sort of author that I respect. You yeah. know, it's not like a publishing contract and a hey, hit while it's hot and like build <laughs> right. on it and blah, blah, blah. Right. Publicity. It's not just releasing a study guide because she's got to get two out in a year. Right. You just, she just. Yeah. It's <laughs> not just doing a hundred day devotional because there was space on the calendar. No, 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 no. We weren't talking about, we weren't that, talking about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you know, but like, like writing when there's something to write, yeah. you know, like yeah. write because it needs to be written, not writing to make a buck. Which reminds me, Chandler, where are you at with your first book? I'm working on it, man. After my podcast comes out, I'm going to start. start yeah, releasing the can I just say I got a I got a um, a rough draft, and it is a novel, and it is shocking and disturbing. It is gruesome, and, and I don't know if everything that is contained in those pages is actually legal to print. It yeah. is for that edgy title. Yeah, yeah. yeah. set yeah. at Elam University. Jesse's first novel. <laughs> yeah. A coming of age story. Can, can I also say I'm pretty pumped about our listener? Uh, you know, we do the meet the listener segment and this guy, I, I just love the cut of his jib on, you know, in our exchange. Then this is how he ended his, his pitch to me to be on. Been listening a long time. Love you all. Give me a ring or not. No big whoop. You're in friend. <laughs> yeah. You, sir. I just thought you just seem pretty chill, man. You are indecisive. That's hilarious. We like people with no strong opinions. In our exchange. So I think I in, dated man. that guy. I had a lot of those conversations with him. We should check. Call me or don't. Hey, no, no big whoop. No big whoop. Okay, here's the thing. I, I don't want to... This is foreshadowing because, you know, we'll get to this. But can I tell you the other reason I picked him? His third fact is the only one I really want to talk about. It says, <laughs> I do some pretty okay impressions. I just oh. want to have this guy on and get his best impressions because uh, I will freaking love pretty impressions. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love if someone can really do Especially great pretty impressions. Okay ones. Yeah, pretty okay ones. Yeah, pretty yeah. Okay like ones. he wouldn't have included it in his facts if he wasn't like pretty he because you can't say I'm a great impressionist yeah. because that's like no, no one no one talks like that about themselves. Right. He's yeah. saying it like humbly because he's wanting us to invite him on and have <laughs> him do impressions live. Yeah, it worked. Which hook line yes, and sinker, man. Done. But yeah. you know, you know, you know, like Jesse, you and I share a similar sense of humor with this. <laughs> Part of me wants to be blown away and be yeah. like, wow. wow, we are talking to Christopher but, Walken right, right now. Yeah. But, but really, don't you just want him to be like, all righty then. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You want it to be like so bad, but then we still have to act and be yeah, like, yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. nailed well, it. Either way, either way, there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Now. Well, and um, uh, I don't know if you even know this. Brian Duss, who is who t- took me yes, and Jesse to Somaliland. Yes. He's here. Uh, he's actually out to lunch with some of the team. Oh. And when they get back, I asked him to pop in the studio um, because we're going to talk about uh, uh, the. He's been on the show before. The Smileyland trip. Yeah. Hasn't he? Yeah. Well, he comes down once a year. Yes. Uh, to connect with the editorial team. And he's a great resource and friend for, you know, uh, connecting us with activists and experts and stuff for our coverage. Yeah. But he likes to come down in the springtime. 
because oh. he likes to go to basketball games with me. So yeah, he, nice. he only comes down every spring. Tonight is the last, thankfully, the last Orlando Magic game of the season. And, <laughs> oh, uh, is it really? Coming, Another, yeah. It's a rebuilding decade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to make it. We're on, I think, rebuild number two right now. Cameron, yeah, yeah. what's your big takeaway from the season? Like, you you spent the whole season there. You're, what's, what's the theme for you? Not for the team, for you. What was the theme? Disappointment. Okay. Heartbreak. It wasn't yeah. even frustrating or stressful. <laughs> it was just sad to watch. Yeah. I, I just like, love their new strategy of taking high-risk, high-reward players in the draft, spending time to develop them, and then trading them or letting them go for almost nothing when they get really good. <laughs> no, no, right before they get really Oladipo good. and Mario Hazonia. Yeah, right examples. before they get really good. That's... Well, the 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 leadership uh, that was rebuilding the franchise after Dwight Howard for five years yep. has been excommunicated. Bye bye. So that <laughs> approach hopefully is over, Jesse. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now we're starting rebuild number two uh, from the rebuild. We're rebuilding from the <laughs> failed rebuild. When are they the going to ask your opinion? They they um, gave you courtside and a bobblehead. They should know you know. Yeah, we're we're sidling up next season. I I got closer courtside seats to the bench. Like I'm I'm honestly thinking. Uh, oh, you're close to the DeVos seats, huh? The same side. Uh, uh, baseline still. We just yeah. moved a little closer to the players front row. Oh, nice. Wow. Next year. Oh, that changes things because that you get to into the dream scenario, which is a player goes down and you're in the tumble. You're right there. Yeah, okay, Cameron. If you're out to dinner in May and yeah. there's a player who walks by your table. Does he nod at you? Are y'all that casual? You and all the players at this point? Oh, he come over and shake my hand and say hi. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, they know me even oh, yeah. outside of the context of sitting in front row. Yeah. AFD, yeah wow. You got to sit in your life. You got to sit in these seats. Cause like you really, I've asked, I want to, I'm going to next year. Well, you yeah, re- next you really get to know these people. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, even just being there from one game, you kind of get eye contact with them and there's kind of looks over and you're I, like, I'm which you know is my favorite thing. I was walking down a hallway at the uh, uh, at the last game, yeah. and and uh, the coaching staff came was coming the other direction, mm-hmm. and they were. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? I like to really get a visual. This, I, I, I mean, uh, jeans and a magic no, shirt. All right, so you know, no, and, and so, no pants and a fishnet shirt. Right. <laughs> and so, so, so I'm walking, and they're walking back to, on, at halftime. They're walking back out to the court, so they're determined. They're looking ahead. They're not acknowledging anybody. The, yeah. Anybody walking around? Yeah. And then Frank Vogel, our head coach, sees me at the last second. Yeah. And he goes, oh, hey. And he like comes over to shake my hand. But I wasn't sure if we were slapping five as he walked by or if we were shaking hands. And so I went for the five. <laughs> he went for the handshake. So he just kind of limply grabbed my hand. As you know what I, they call that? What? They call that the dead fish. Yeah. <sighs> we dead, dead fished. Fish. He kept going. It was the most awkward hand touch exchange I've ever had with another man, and we it didn't is. make eye contact again. No, there's a ripple in the universe when that happens. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. something shredded. That and was you, the you, know, you don't come back from a dead yeah. fish. You, I, I think he's going to get fired this summer, <laughs> and I'm kind of relieved that I won't have to face him next season. Right, because I'm sure he's a, a good man, and I'm sure he works really hard, yeah. but you're unable to... To recover from you can't that. recover from a no. limp a limp holding of another man's palm. Like if I if you yeah. ever dead fish someone in your family, mm. like they, you just have to That's never it. speak to them. Never. Again. You have to quit Christmas. You have to <laughs> never be around them because you can't know them. Um, all right, we'll move the show along. It is time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. I'm it's ready. time for in case you missed it. Hey, in case you missed it, uh, this week there was a little announcement on Instagram. Lecrae is collaborating with Waka Flocka Flame. And uh, the song's gonna be called "Tell It." It's been in the works for months, and um, and the two rappers appeared in an Instagram post with the caption "Soon." Uh, back in February, Lecrae actually debuted a brief snippet with the French hip hop channel Urgy. Here's the clip. 
You get rich off a of dope if you let them tell it. Get a scale and a bowl, wrap it up and sell it. They got rich off a of cush if you let them tell it. I, I appreciate that. that oh, that, I think that's, so. that's great. I think that's it's amazing. Like that. Play that at some magic games. Get the get get them pumped up. Here's my hot take. I really like Lecrae's braids. Nailed it. Thank you. Glad, you, <laughs> glad y'all have me here. Hey, in case you missed it, Amazon's Lord of the Rings uh, series, TV series, could be the most expensive show ever. Uh, the company paid $250 million just to license so the brand. And then the rights deal included a five-season commitment to bring Lord of the Rings to the small screen. The uh, agreement includes a pact that says the show has to be in production within two years. So it's coming. Considering expenses like visual effects, producers, casting, the total cost of the show is expected to be north of $1 billion. My word. By, so, they're, they're by, ca- so by comparison, though, Netflix spent $6 billion on all of its programming in 2017. So one show is going to be a sixth of their yeah. entire spend. They're assuming that they are going to have a... You know, what's the uh, what's the other one that's on HBO? Game of now? Thrones. Yes, that's what they're banking on, right? They're creating the new Game of Thrones. They yeah. have to think that's true. But but here's the thing: we've had, I, I mean, w- like how many Lord of the Rings? How many uh, hours of Peter Jackson? Like five or six hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. There's been like six, and they're each oh. like four hours long. Yeah. Is anyone wanting more Lord of the Rings? Like, like we got we, it. We, yeah, exactly. Right, Every is, element of this story has been it. told exhaustively. I think there were. I yes. think there was four original uh, because I think they split two of the books into into yeah. two, and then they broke the Hobbit into three. There's enough Lord of the Rings. Like, much less, I don't need another billion dollars worth. I have a little guilt around Lord of the Rings. Why? Uh, one, what? I did what not. Does that mean? I did not like the movies, and I tried, and I pushed through, and I just found them so boring. Then I've tried on three different occasions to get into the books and I'm like, I can't stand it. I just am so, I think it's so boring and people are like, Oh, it's like, it's one of the greatest science fiction parable kind of books ever. I can't, I can't do it. And I always feel like it's an a idiot. real snore. I it's have no snore. connection to the story at all. I don't like it at all. I, I'm just not into that. Yeah, but but the fact that he and CS Lewis were kind of peers and collaborators right. and wrote the wrote together right. and stuff like that. It, it makes me intrigued by it. CS Lewis. I can yeah. read all day long. Right. Every, everything. Just that it's something about it. Interesting. Well, yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah. the, I feel the same way. What, I think that's a unanimous vote. Chandler, what do you think? That. You probably like it. I'm okay with it. I don't love it, but I'm not. I don't hate it either. Hot take. I've, it. I've seen the three <laughs> movies. Yeah, there's there's, there's more seven. than once. There, but Chandler? Hey, Chandler, there's literally seven. Well, I, 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 I saw th- the three that were out when I was in high school. The ones that your parents would let you see. The other ones, <laughs> yeah, had. yeah, yeah, that's it's it. It's on Pure Flix, the edited versions. <laughs> oh yeah, it's basically just the dance that they do in the Shire, and then it cuts to the credits. <laughs> it's, it's it's that nightmare no, the twenty sweeping, minute the sweeping, dishwashing scene. Yeah, yeah and then the sweeping uh, panoramic uh, vista yeah. shots, you yeah, know, no, of no. the beautiful God's creation. Yeah, you, there's no Gryffindor. Mm. There's no, <laughs> you know, whatever. Weasley no, brothers no lusting after a ring because that's like greed. And, yeah, you're yeah. not gonna envy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Pure Flix has it as a filter specifically for metaphors. They did they did <laughs> these films. Christian, real Christian films are very direct. And Gandalf with an altar call. There's no parable. There's no. There's no metaphor. This see, is literal. They struggled. They struggled with fireproof because see, he was a firefighter, mm-hmm. but he was trying to make the marriage fireproof. fireproof. See, yeah. So they didn't know what to do with that one. Well, that's why they had to include, even though it didn't make any sense and actually kind of ruined the movie for a lot of people, to show that the title was not <laughs> literal. <laughs> Kirk Cameron's character 
was burned to death in a fire in the last scene. It was very grisly. He's not literally fireproof. What's the name of the big uh, wizard guy in Lord of the Rings? Gandalf. Gandalf. Did you have Gandalf in the Pure Flix version or whatever it's called? Yeah. No wizardry. No wizardry. Oh, uh, yeah. He no wasn't wizard. called a wizard. Yeah. Just a thing. Oh, he wasn't called a wizard. No, he was no. Jesus Christ. He was just Jesus. He was a prophet. Everybody is just... Oh, I love our Moses. world. I love he looked it like so Moses. Moses is yeah, Moses. Amen. Hey, in case you missed it, uh, this week, Katy Perry has been opening up more about her spirituality and her Christian upbringing. Yes. She's judging uh, this the new season of American Idol, and uh, she was brought to tears by the performance of a worship leader calling her, quote, secret spiritual ninja and saying that she could relate to being raised in the church. On Instagram, she posted a picture of her tattoo with the word Jesus and added the caption, my brokenness plus God's divinity equals my wholeness. Katy Perry, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted, I wanted to, I was trying to figure out how to get a secret message to Chandler because I wanted to say like, hey, play a clip of it. But then you play her awesome song, Swish Swish, which is an amazing <laughs> song. <laughs> well, see, that, that's also a metaphor for Jesus. Right. Sure. It's just such an awesome song. Yeah. That's my jam. Hey, in case you I missed like it, it, you guys have seen the Yodeling Walmart kid. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he's, he's, oh. a, he's a national treasure. Love he's him. on Ellen, he brought is. Ellen to tears. Um, so his name, he's 11 year old. His name is Mason Ramsey. Uh, he shot the internet superstar and when a video of him singing a Hank Williams song in the aisle of Walmart went viral, well, he was on Ellen this week and he explained to her that he regularly sings at the store and now he'd been invited to perform uh, at a Walmart sponsored concert. Well, a friend of the show, uh, producer Alex Medina, he's he's uh, one of the guys who helped launch Reach Records, Lecrae, all those guys. One of the best Twitter feeds also ever. Yeah. I love he's his Twitter. He's a brilliant creative. He's more than a producer. He's an all-around creative. He's in New York now. He's not any longer at Reach. But uh, I, I he got to start there at Reach with Lecrae and all those guys. He's one of the people that I want. Um, like, I don't have this feeling about a lot of people, but I always want to be his friend and I want him to think I'm cool. Do you really? know what I mean? Because everything he does is just cool. Yeah. And he's, he's like smart. super creative and he's funny and he's like thoughtful he's and he super, dress, he's, he's out. I mean, he speaks up. Dresses about cool. Issues. Yeah. Seems yeah. to love his kid. Okay. I mean, great dad. It, all, yeah. I'm always like, I want to I want to exist in a world where we hang. I'm sure he's okay. probably pretty into me. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, anyway, I don't think he would think what you're saying is creepy you at all. So, so Alex Medina was among uh, a couple of producers online who created remixes of the song. They're amazing. So here's a clip of Alex Medina's hip hop remix of Mason Ramsey's uh, Walmart uh, uh, song. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I love it. I love all right, it. All right, here's I a, do here's too. A, here's another one that that made the rounds this week. In case you missed it, uh, an e uh, EDM uh, remix. Here, here's a, by the way, in, in the show notes, it says that was an EMD one. I think that's the emergency medical dispatcher, dispatcher. which oh, that was the wrong is. link then. That was an EMD. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was an ambulance crew who uh, made You're that like, one. like, read the copy, Cameron. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Um, and of course, here's the Flow Rida remix. Oh, I love him. <laughs> 
it. It's like the flow ride of video is with the really? kid like popping up and <laughs> I love it. That's pretty good. Hey, in case you missed it, uh, Cameron's back to drinking Diet Cokes, everybody. Big time. Oh, Cameron is back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Two bottles of water, two uh, Diet Cokes. It's, it's, uh, I'm not going how, for moderation. Oh, not yeah. how it works. <laughs> not how it works. I think it does. I dilute the Diet Coke. Nope. You can't drink a two liter of chlorine of and a two liter of water and you have it even out. You have diluted chlorine at that point. I believe I you're going to die. I am Enneagram 7, and Cameron, you're becoming my favorite Enneagram 7. And I, and <laughs> I, I am one. <laughs> I need to tell people that are Just listening that no Cameron moderation. is not a scientist, and I believe <laughs> that his science is wrong. I <laughs> always consult Jesse, and he tells me... And that Jesse? is how it ends. If, if, I, I say, yeah, I say, eggs, keep your metabolism, like I said, on its toes. This is, <laughs> this is a basic workout principle. It's yeah. muscle memory. For your immune system. Hey, you remember I, I mentioned last week in this conversation, I mentioned the all or nothingness and I signed up for this hood to coast thing. Yes. This mm-hmm. through the night. How is the training? Well, going? no, listen, I got, I, I'd been getting all these like mailed materials to me from team world vision, you yeah. know, welcome to the team, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Been putting them on my office desk at home. Yeah. Two nights ago, decided to go through it, open up everything. Oh boy. And here's the training schedule. Here's you, everything. And I'm like, it hit me that yeah. this is real. Oh Yeah. And uh, I'm terrified. And I, and I told Jesse this. And Jesse said he would do it with me. I'm in. I'm <gasps> in. What? So I'm going to talk to Team World Vision and see if we can get Jesse signed up. And uh, Jesse said he would do, a, do the event with me and, and what, all the training. And, 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 and what, what else I said, Cameron goes, you're not worried. And I said, no, because I have the heart of a champion. <laughs> oh wow! My body said, like, and my physicality don't matter because he my said, heart literally, is that I don't need to train. Champion. I have the heart of a champion. I'm like, yeah. I and don't. I will keel over dead. So you know. And I would like to say, just to add on to that, Annie, are we ready to make our announcement about the hood? <laughs> yep. We are. Well, I'll, I'll go first, and you just add on. We are not in, and we are not uh, probably going to donate to you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You said what I didn't want to say. We, hey, we're trying everything. to raise clean water for Africa. I'm sorry. Um, Our position stands pretty firm. I will will guarantee you I will sleep while you run. No. That's a promise. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't even think I'll remember. That's a promise I can make. August 23rd and 24th. Seattle, Washington. Ooh, Seattle, the best stuff. You guys. Yeah, it'll be nice and cool. Delightful. I mean, there's nowhere that's nice and cool on August 23rd except like Antarctica. No. Boom. Wrong. Seattle, Vancouver, San Francisco. The highs are in like the 50s and 60s. Tijuana. I'm about to ask the internet. The how, average, how, how, yeah, how, the average high in Seattle. I'm thinking through the night. Oh too. yeah, no, it'll be lovely. It'll be lovely. It will, it will be lovely. It won't be like here where it's like sweltering. It will like yeah. let up. Yeah, yeah. All right, I mean, I, you're you're still going to be running. We're we're burying the lead, which is weather won't matter because your body will be shutting I down. I told Jesse this for real. I don't think in my life I've run more than a mile. Dude, oh, this is the hardest this is thing. Unbelievable. I mean, I played sports and stuff, but it's how, a lot of like far? running back and forth on the court. It's how not far like, is this? So, uh, Have you, ha, I don't know. I, let me ask you this, Cameron. Are you past? Because I feel like training comes in uh, like basically two waves for most people. One is the gearing up phase. You buy the gear. A lot of times I don't get past that phase until <laughs> you start the training. Dozens of <laughs> pairs of shorts, one from like every five years. Still <laughs> like ener- energy gels, yes. you know, all the, all the stuff. How, how deep into the training are you right now? I haven't started yet. I, I just like looked into the plane. I actually have to kick off next week. How far is it? How far is the road? I'm, I'm looking it up right now. The distance of Mount Hood to the coast. I'm not, I'm not sure yeah. what the, the temperature. Is. You're correct. The high is 75, so it will not feel no, terrible. It'd be delightful. This really is like naked and afraid where like these people do 
not, they know what they're getting into, but they don't realize it until they get there. Yes. You're, like, when you get there, you're if your body like, is covered in spider bites, yeah, I mean, some people are doing like six right. and seven mile legs. A week Cameron. and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the legs per person on your team. You know, you have the van, you have the driver, you have like twelve people on your team, and you I take shifts of like running for five, six, seven miles, and then you get in the van and go, and you go through the night. Hey, we need a driver. You want to be the driver? Maybe. Okay, Cameron. Dude, there are, there's an Olympian. Hey, should we go Listen, drive? There's should an we Olympian. All go? Like oh, everybody on this yeah, team that I was invited to is like legit runners, and there's an Olympian on the team. I'm going to be like, the guy if like. If I can be narrating the whole time that you're running, then. then yeah, let's record this. a live podcast where we're all just in the van with the two of you Yahoo's oh, running. By narrating, do you mean driving beside him with the windows down, taunting? The course right. runs approximately 200 miles. Yeah. That's right. And then each person has to do like 20 miles a of length. it. Uh, I, I, of one to five kilometers yeah. each. I basically have to run a marathon in chunks. Now I need yes. to. I need to tell you something. Yes, and I am telling the is, truth. There is no shtick. Yeah, there is no podcast joking around here. I am not being negative. Yeah, oh boy, here we go. You here we cannot go. Some do. Safety, you will not be bro. able to do this. You're, you can't. Now I'm going to out of spite. Look, my entire life is built. My career is built. You have to run on the slopes of Mount Hood. So that means that you're running up and down incline. Oh, yeah. That makes it so much worse. That's right. My career is built on spite of people telling me that my dreams were impossible and I'm and I just set out to prove them wrong. Those people were but your wrong. your body is built on aspartame <laughs> is the problem. No, no. I have four hey, Cameron, months. Cameron, I told you it's about the heart. You know the first guy, you know you know where they got the name Marathon, right? Tell me. Johnny Marathon died no, immediately. It was dead. It was dead. it was like Vinny. after Vinny. a battle. After a battle, he had to run back to the city of Marathon and let the, let them know because they didn't have any like they couldn't email. Yeah. They, so they sent a guy to let them know. I they, watched Gladiator. They won the b- yeah. battle. Hey, that guy trained. No, he did drop dead after he delivered the news. <laughs> but he finished. Jesse, he finished are you a good runner? He's got Can a race named distances? after him. Jesse is a good runner. In fact, when Jesse lived here in Orlando, I remember he did a triathlon. And trained, I, he trained for the swimming portion in my neighborhood pool. I, I had to give him my key. Yeah. And I also remember this. It was like a mini triathlon. And uh, everybody had like, you know, those $10,000 road bikes and stuff like that. I think Jesse <laughs> borrowed somebody's mountain bike. A Walmart so, mountain bike. He, so, and you have to like run with it. So it, these things are like 10 ounces, these like yeah. road bikes. Yeah. And his is like a 40 pound yeah. clunky. Hey, I'll say this. Oh I didn't come in last in my age group. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there's a documentary about this race. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you should probably watch it before really getting. Oh getting no, in. I'm in. Yeah. I, yeah, I've already raised two thousand dollars. Hood to coast. Yeah, I, I, listen, raise all the money. Mm-hmm. Don't risk your body. Ra- yeah. Raise all no, the money, Cameron. Cameron, the body is very resilient. Here's you, the deal. If I not, will not, give money Annie, if you won't hey, run, Annie. If not now, when? I mean, I'm I'm the youngest Never. I'm ever going to be. Never. <laughs> and this is it. I mean, right. like that same rationale is like, if not now, when do I fly a space shuttle to the moon? Oh, no, I'm going. I'm going into space one day. Well, that's when the technology have, gets there. Eddie. We have hit Simple a wall question. of logic. Yeah. If not now, when? I'd say Carpe Diem and YOLO. I mean, why not? <laughs> you are going to just completely. You. Are, What's I, the I, worst I, that can happen? We've already established it: a painful death on the side of Mount Hood. What's the <laughs> best? <laughs> you could finish. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's, 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 called, be, it's called a cost benefit analysis. Yeah, the risk no, reward scenario I here. Why I, not? I just I don't really get need in. you to train. Yeah. You really need to train. No, no, no. You no, can't no. I do know. Listen, this and not train. Listen, start. Okay, this is the truth. Starting May 7th, five days a week, they have a training regimen all the way until the race. And I, okay. I know the plan. Um, I need to train to, to get ready for training. So, yes. like, I, I have like 
three weeks until training starts. And I've, I, I know what I have to do between now and then just to even kind of get ready. So, I mean, uh, have you done a half before? No, nothing. No. I haven't run I more mean, than a mile. Chafing. You don't even know the chafing. No, this coming. isn't the worst part. The worst part <laughs> is chasing. he's going to be on people on some Olympians Instagram live thing and he's going to be running and he's going to there. Both of these guys are going to bridesmaids himself. I, I'm saying I do have what a field recorder. I could bring. Oh, 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 that. And we could oh. do interviews yes, throughout Cameron, this. That's all really true. There's a lot you... You don't there's have, a lot you need to know. There's a lot you don't Cameron, Cameron, don't listen to these negative Nancy's. Thank you. you. Hey, if you if you can train, train. If not, you go out there the day of the race and just push your body as hard as you can, and no. nothing bad will happen. And, and this Jesse. is the, this is the case study of how Jesse's life has happened, and how exactly. you'll now enter into that story. The end. I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing. But I, you know what? I'm supporting you again. You're Annie not. and I. No, I'm no, not. The guys, they, I they, support they, you Annie as a human. And Eddie, you do not sound very inspirational right now. Like, <laughs> this is the opposite. <laughs> I'm, of I'm trying like, to make is... sure my friend Cameron lives to see the summer, the end of the summer. Yeah. The, that's mostly where I'm at. Hey, I, my thing is like, I would say, burn listen, hot and fast. I would say death. I would say death is only a burn 20 to 25% certainty. Death right. is a sweet the escape. odds are in your favor. Kate. Death would be Listen, a sweet escape. Yeah. You're talking you about a marathon and talking about burn hot and fast. Those are literally opposites. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying in life, like go for it or like, you know, like go all or do nothing. Like I, there's no in between. Like I, I'm saying go for it. I'm yeah. not going to do some little five corporate 5k and then they all stand around and have mm-hmm. wine after. I'm going for a hood to coast mm-hmm. as my first race. Let's do I mean, it. your and the scabs under your arms are going to be like you've I never always tried. Let me. Can I have the final word on this? Yes. To Please. Cameron and to everyone. On, Jesse's going to do on, it too. Jesse, I yeah. would expect this from, and I know <laughs> that it's going to be a disaster, and I don't care yeah. because if it's not this, we're not concerned about no, Jesse's life. It's, not this, it's, it's something problem. else. I ran. I ran a marathon like two years ago, and I survived. Sure. It was hell, but right. I got through it. Right. I'm just saying yeah. this is very survivable no, I, if you just put yourself in the right mindset. To I, me, mind over body. Here. To me, Jesse running in a supervised environment yeah. is better than what would happen that weekend because he's going to put you know <laughs> jet packs on him and just take <laughs> off from the coast. So I would prefer him. <laughs> but, yeah. but I'm telling you, for everybody that's saying, you just want Jesse to do things that are supervised. That's what you're saying. I would yeah. like him to be around adults. Yeah, yeah. It's when Dana leaves for the day and he's home alone that right. makes me nervous. Right. But we have these two hours on the show where we're watching him. I'm just going to say to everybody on social media that says Eddie, you are being too negative, and to Cameron, uh, you cannot do it, and you should not do this. Well, and, I, and I love you, and I hope. I'm looking at photos, and it doesn't look like like the people in the race are having a miserable time. Yeah, they have a good time. Yeah, but it's because exactly. it's marketing. Brian, but but Brian is here. Runners. He's hey, in Brian, no, Okay, Brian does from oh, Roll Vision actually just timing. walked in. Brian, I've been talking about the fact that Steve Haas has um, talked me into, successfully talked me into doing the, the Hood to Coast race in August. Yeah, that's actually World Vision flew me down to check up on you. Yeah, no, I got all my materials and training starts May 7th and I am terrified and I was just telling them about it and they, and Annie and Eddie have basically told me that I will fail. And no, no, Jesse no, no, no. Says, There's a difference in failure no. and death. I'm scared you're going to die. I know you won't fail. You'll cross the finish line. You just may cross the finish line. Oh, yeah. my goodness. You, oh, I see. All I negative see. Nellies. Like heaven. Yeah. But hey, yeah, I, I have hope in Jesus, so I'm good. On my, Either hey, way. On your last, when you cross the finish line, will you play on the way to heaven? Worst case scenario is heaven. Best case scenario is I finish a race. You know? I mean, Steve No, I think it. actually worst case scenario is the scabs. And the, Hi, Brian. And the Br- Br- Brian, Hi. how concerned are you Hi, about Cameron being able to complete this? Um, I believe in God-sized dreams, first of all. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which of all, small dreams. He's this guy. I okay. expect a miracle. Yeah. Uh, that, my number one concern 
aside from um, over 800 million people getting access to clean water. (laughs) My main concern is uh, the tiny little shorts that he's been training in, which are not required. I think it's just sort of a stylistic choice. (laughs) I think it's concerned all of us. I'm thinking aerodynamics. I just, I mean, the fact that he thinks you've been training says that you're lying. Yeah. 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 He bought them in the boys, big and tall section. (laughs) So technically they they tissue paper thin. They're very wide. They're goal shorts. They're a little snug right now, but they're the goal shorts. It's uh, gross. Yeah, I, I don't I like there's that old question like Ew. can God make a rock that's too big for him to to move? Hmm. I'm saying whatever yes. the answer to that is yes. somehow has to do with the fact that you shouldn't do this marathon even if you trust God with it. And I, don't, I don't really know how it all works together, but right. I think I think some people do. I think that you the, what what he's thinking is that you you want to wear the shorts for the race that you want to run. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's good. And so what, what he's saying yeah. is part of the training is wearing those shorts to work every day. Yeah. And just getting yeah. comfortable. I need to be in the marathon. The I need to be in the hood coast mindset and dress like the race for yeah. throughout the entire training process. You are oh. what you wear. Yeah. Annie, That's right. Dress for the job you want. Re- dress for exactly. the race you want to run. My position and Annie's position is stance. I say, and, and I, I am, I am team. No, I'm sir. in no way. I'm in no way a fitness <laughs> expert I, 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 or a running coach or anything like that. I don't want to position my, you what are I'm about to say. Well, was, was anyone accusing him yeah. of being a fitness <laughs> expert? Well, I'm about to give some advice to Cameron that I think would be wise. Cameron, if yes. I were you, yeah. you know, I would start carving up now. <laughs> I would make most of your diet yeah. pasta. Right. And I don't and think there's coke. anything wrong with that strategy. Pasta and diet coke. Uh, Brian, I've, I've actually been talking to Jesse and I've, talked him into doing it as well. So I need to hit up Steve about Jesse joining. Wow. The, I actually, the well. I just talked uh, to Steve in Uganda earlier this morning and he was said, make sure that you check in to see if Jesse's going to also run hood to coast. There you and go. I, so I can check one thing I'm off in. my box. I'm I only in, have man. three things I have to cover. Yeah. today and I've, I think I've covered two of them there Brian's already seen me yakking on the side of a mountain before That's so true. what what he will see at Hood to Coast will be you know no very familiar uh, hey Brian so I, I you know here on the show a few weeks ago when we got back from Somaliland Jesse and I kind of talked about our experience there you're the one who took us and uh, as uh, you know representing World Vision and it was your first trip there as well um, you know we've talked about the fact that like you know what we encountered was really staggering, you know, um, and I just want to kind of get your thoughts on the trip and what you guys at World Vision have been talking about, about that region since we got back. Like, hold on. I feel like we pivoted too fast and I would just like to uh-huh. end the segment yeah. by saying, I do not want you to be hurt and I respect you for trying. How's that? No, I'm going to do oh. it. I know. I, know. I just felt like I should say something in case this is on to the make... record forever because yeah, Cohen's yeah, going to yeah, end yeah. up hosting the show and that's fine. <laughs> that's what we've always wanted is the Cohen, but okay. Well, get back to the serious <laughs> what stuff. What we've always I... wanted is Cohen anyway. Yeah. He's this so is a, sweet. He's just waiting guy? me out. He's waiting for Cohen to be old oh, enough. Cohen, yeah. that sweet little angel of a boy. <laughs> I love that guy. He's so kind. All right. So back to real stuff. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. So, okay. So you're here. You're going to you're gonna mentor us in the race and then... And then uh, Let's get to know Brian Dust before before <laughs> before we talk about Somaliland. I met Brian in in Jerusalem when we were learning about peacemaking between Palestinians and Israelis over there. He was based in the Jerusalem Bureau of uh, World Vision, and um, been, we've had many adventures together. Yes, we have. And um, and then uh, uh, let's see. Tell tell us a little bit about you. You're based in D.C. now. Right. I work with the World Vision office in Washington, D.C., and I get a chance to do a lot of the trips overseas with folks like South Sudan, Kurdistan, Zambia, and Somaliland. That's crazy. Um, And you like puppeteering? 
that's right. I'm finishing my master's and um, I'm shooting a TV show um, that is a travel puppet show. This is all true. For real? This is true, yeah. by the way. What? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. that's not a joke. Brian is one of the funniest. Brian is very large. This is a theater of the mind. Ooh, so let me paint rude. a picture. Brian is very tall. He is. He's like seven foot four. I would. I would compare him to a Jason Siegel type. I'm like. Uh, I think yeah, 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 yeah. Into puppets. Tall guy. Funny. Loves, <laughs> tall guy. Funny. Loves into the Muppets. Puppets. And uh, and and has given given his life to uh, helping save Puppet. lives around the world. I'm like yeah, uh, thank you, Lord. But two thirds of Malachite. I think that's my height. It's like six and a half feet tall. That's the way I describe <laughs> that was a it. Wow, what wow. a deep yeah. joke. I like it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, your family's in politics, right? Yeah, um, my father actually was born in a refugee camp overseas, and so we our whole family has lived in refugee camps. Um, we lived in the Philippines when I was little. Um, and he does international development as well. My mom does nursing. So they've worked in Russia. They've worked in the Philippines. He worked in Kosovo. And um, my brother works in politics um, in D.C. right now, which so the dinner conversations are fascinating. <laughs> it, like, is it? So you're kind of in the family business. I mean, that's you're following your dad's footsteps in a lot of yeah, respects. I mean, I didn't want to at all. And then I worked in as a PBS member station and doing comms. And then eventually, um, you know, I do the comm side of World Vision. He actually worked with World Vision back in the day. He's worked for World Relief. He now works at IMC. So, yeah, I think. What's IMC? Oh, International Medical Corps. They oh. do a lot. They did a, a ton of the work on Ebola along with other organizations like World Vision and, um, you know, Doctors Without Borders. What are your thoughts? You're in the industry. I was looking at, uh, I was trying to find his brother and couldn't. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying He's to stalk lost. your family. Yeah, I, well, no, my, no. <laughs> uh, I'll just say this. Uh, my brother, um, Matthew Duss, he is the foreign affairs guy for Senator Bernie Sanders in Washington, D.C. Oh, oh. that's right. incredible. That's awesome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's we, pretty cool. We like to cover all of the spectrums that's in so our family. Really amazing. So, yeah. so Brian, in, in, in addition, as Cameron alluded to, uh, puppeteering. Tell us real quick how you got into it and the premise for the show. I knew, I, I knew show. we would never get past that fact. So why, um, why would we try? <laughs> no, I've been I've been yeah. going to grad school for about a decade. So when I graduate in May, it will have been 10 years. Are you years. not very smart or not doing it very fast? Great question. Uh, I, I know a couple of things. One, US World Vision US President Rich Stearns, he told me I have a face for radio. So it's <laughs> great that you have me on the podcast. Yeah. Also, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not a very fast reader. I'm not the best student, but um, I have been chipping away at it. God, you don't have to answer <laughs> this. No, you great. don't have to talk about your fault. No, no, so no, so because, because uh, Brian, I was once told I don't have the face for radio and they said, sadly, you have e neither the voice nor personality for it. So just yeah. stay out of broadcasting. <laughs> but, Actually, uh, yeah. Was that Eddie? Because Eddie tends to say stuff like that to us. Yeah, yeah. Negative. It's very negative. Very, very, negative. very hurtful. He doesn't believe in many of his friends. But I think I I started out as a photographer. I believe in many of them. I do not believe in all of their abilities to run places. And that is a limitation. I believe you can start a massive international brand. Yeah. I'm going to run. Yeah, I, believe, yeah, yeah. I believe you can be a great father and friend. Man, now out of spite. You are basically, this is, this. I'm taken back to college when I told my <gasps> dream to somebody yes. very close to me. Yes. And that person my, said to me, dad. that person said to me, <laughs> if so, if there was a market for something like that, somebody would have already been doing it. And Cameron, the, the, don't no. feel bad about what we're saying. And, no, no. and, and this is the, very different. And I had a boss in Nashville who fired me after hearing about my dream and said, 
this is not of God and it will fail. No, no, That's no. what he said to me on my no, way out the door. No, 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 no. You're no. not saying any I, of this. Despite I believe, those two men. I believe you can do things that no one else can. I do not believe you can do things that everybody else basically dies on. Cameron, I'm right with you. One time I was helping this guy move. Yeah, we're getting nowhere. And he was like, there's no way the chair is going to fit through that door. Now I'm going to prove it. You just don't believe. And I got a running start and I ran with the chair and I broke his chair and the door frame very badly. And he was right. But the point is, I didn't listen to What's going to happen to Cameron's body on this race? <laughs> to let that stop you. <laughs> he was right, but the point is you don't listen to him. You got to go for it, man. You got to give it a shot. I was hot and fast. I could have measured, quote right. unquote. Yeah. But, Jesse's an American, not an American. <laughs> that's right. I believe yeah. I'm an American. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that yeah I'm an American bad. on this as well. Yeah, I, I will try to answer Jesse's question real yeah. quick. So oh, sure, I yeah, sorry. started with grad school and just the power of storytelling and images is something that um, is part of why I love doing the work that I do with World Vision because I have a chance to see need. So for me, one of my favorite verses is to whom much is given, much is required. And so that's, that's why I'm running the race. And that's from the Bible, Stop Jesse. And yeah. continue on. And just sort of that's that's right. Early part of Luke. If you're if you're I can hear Jesse turning pages. Yeah. That's, what is that's this? the book you want to go to. Yeah. So he's reading handy. a copy of Relevant magazine. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't in my Bible. So I think, you know, what a great way to to spend your time, you know, helping kids around the world get clean water or learn how to do advocacy for themselves to do agric- agricultural projects. And so tech, technically I am at work right now. So, I mean, what I more could too. I ask for? That's right. <laughs> we're all, I think, we're all at work right now. I think I am. It's kind of feels like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so Somaliland, uh, we both learned a lot there. What, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts after, you know, being back a few weeks and what do we do? What do we, what do we do to help? I almost felt bad. I thought about how rough it was yeah. and about, you know, when we're talking like on World Vision trips, usually first day, last day, super nice hotel, yeah. you know, to get relaxed and comfortable. And then you said when you showed up and you saw the hotel, yeah. you the, were like, this, okay, nice hotel. Yeah. Had no, yeah. no, no it's AC. Be rough. And yeah. It, but <laughs> I think though I'm, you know, in some ways I'm solution oriented like you. And I know that we've already been working on a livelihoods project for Ida Ades, the town that has men who need to fish, you know, 90% of these folks were herdsmen. Their herds are dead or dying. So they need to learn how to fish. It's right there. Let's come up with a program and soon we'll have a way for folks to donate directly to that village that we saw with our own eyes. Yeah, that's great. That's great. We're um, for those listening, we will be in the uh, July issue for relevant. We will be doing a a larger piece on that area and about our journey there and what we learned and what we encountered. And, and hopefully by then we'll be able to have, kind of a direct way that people can participate in the solution for that, that region. Uh, if you don't know, Somaliland has been this region of Somaliland, which is North of Somalia. It's, it's, it's a region that broke off from Somalia, but isn't recognized by the international community. It's about 4 million people. Um, and it's very, very primitive. I mean, there's no infrastructure, there's no roads. It's a large area. And, um, they've been going through an eight year drought and, uh, a lot of the relief agencies that came in, you know, that if there's a tsunami or whatever, and they come in with life-saving, you know, kind of food and, and supplies, you know, they, they came into this region when the drought hit and they were serving the residents, but you can't do that forever. And this eight-year drought, now a lot of those budgets have shifted. Uh, the USAID budget yeah. ended. So even the U.S. was there helping. And on December 31st, the USAID budget got cut by 40% and that program yeah. stopped overnight. And and that that's a really important thing about doing this work is that, you know, understanding the transition between relief and development. So helping people when they need it, right. regardless of who they are or where they are, they need help. 
You know why? Because we're not monsters. Right. We should help people when they need help. Right. And then helping people do for themselves. Right. Transitioning to That's say development. These people like we were there. They said they weren't asking for wells. Like obviously they I thought water. we were going to show up to this desert region, which has become a desert region. Yeah. And they would say we need water. Yeah. And not one person that we talked to uh, elders of the villages, the mayors, the, the locals, not one person asked about water. They're, they have to walk 10 kilometers to get water. That's just part of their life. That's their reality. That's they're fine with that. Yeah. What they were talking about was fishing and, and like their herds yeah. are dead and there's an ocean right here and we can't tap into it for food and resources. It, it really, it changed the narrative for me. I thought yeah. as an outsider, they need water. Uh, that will help them do agriculture. That will help them do other things. That's not what they ask for. That's not what they want. And and development is to work with indigenous people to help them stand on their own two feet. Yes. And and turn around their lives long term. And, and they guide it. They they identify what their needs are, and then we partner with them to help them do that. In right. this case, it'll be there's a the Red Sea was right there, and they didn't have fishing boats or the skills to fish because they were herdsmen for generations. Right. And we're going to work on helping them make that transition. That's part of the beauty of world vision, though, that I love is that, you know, they don't take an outsider approach to what would be most helpful. They get in there and actually ask people like what would practically fit the need? Because I, I agree with you. I would think, well, priority A, we got to have water there. Water, agriculture. But unless you're there asking the, the questions of the people that are yeah. actually living their life, you can't possibly know. And then world vision responds to the the actual need instead of the yeah. perceived needs. Cause and these things are endlessly complex. And that's a key that people need to understand. That's development. So yeah. relief work is emergencies. It's, it's food, it's, it's water. And, and then it transitions to development. What's scary right now is this region of Somaliland is so primitive and so c- disconnected from um, civilization. And, and it's in a very, um, difficult region, you know, mm-hmm. just like with even migrants and just, they're, they're trapped. They're trapped. Mm-hmm. These people can't go anywhere. And, and, and they are trapped in between relief work and development organizations to be able to come in and really help long term. I mean, yeah. they are in the no man's land and they are forgotten. I mean, there's millions of people trapped in eight year drought and the world doesn't even pay them attention. Yeah. And the, the other, you know, as I've kind of, you know, tried to educate myself a little bit more since traveling there, they, they're in the other kind of element to this story that makes it even more complex is because they are in a region that operates autonomously from Somalia. Um, you know, they have their own currency, they have their own military, they have their own borders that they've established, but they're not recognized by the United States, they're not recognized by the UN. Aid that is reaching Somalia internationally has an extra level of um, you know bureaucratic obstacles to reach Somali land, yeah. and so another reason why the work of NGOs like World Vision is so critical is because this this region isn't even recognized internationally, so they're not getting even the benefits of some of the international aid that Somalia is getting. Mm-hmm. I would I would say the one thing that I think is really important for listeners to know is that there are things that are complex. But what is simple is that we know people need water. So um, if I can plug one thing before Jesse goes back to whatever conspiracy theories he was talking about before (laughs) I came in here um, would be that if you go to worldvision6k.org, you can run the global 6K that's happening on May 19th. You can run. We do a I 6K. Can't. I won't well, be yeah, ready you'll be, yeah. Oh, no. You, yes, you, you can. I won't be ready yet. You can probably run a 6K. Sure. Yeah, you can run a 6K. Sheer force of will, you can four run miles. a 6K. I'm team yes, sir, on a 6K. You can do yeah, that. Yeah, but you that's know. in three weeks. I can't run four miles in three weeks. 
You know, already. a guy in college told me one time that I can't. And you know what? What? I started a magazine or something. I don't remember what your story was, but you can run 6K. You can burn hot and fast for 6K. You could do that today if you were oh, getting yeah. chased. You so, well, no, that's, you know, you brought up a great question, which you. is for the global 6K. You can register and you can walk it. But I think that's a good holistic approach to life. I mean, like, I am a slow reader. I mean, that's not a secret, especially now since I just said it on the podcast. Yeah, I was. I didn't know. But I'm, I make myself read a number of different books. Interesting. And um, it takes me longer to read them. I think what I am better at is, you know, going to countries that I've never been to and being comfortable and making sure that people are relaxed and can see things and bring the story back and share it with people yeah. like we yeah. did in Somaliland. Um, but like stretching yourselves, yeah. whether it's, you know, running or um, maybe praying longer than you normally like to pray yeah. or getting involved with advocacy. You know, we go, you know, anyone can anyone can call their senator and go to Capitol Hill and have a meeting and say, hey, I'd love you to carry a little bit more about the East Africa hunger and water crisis. I, you know, they talk about real estate, you know, like price, location, size, pick two. You know, mm-hmm. okay, everybody has time, a voice or resources. If you have more resources, you might not have time to give or donate or volunteer, but you have resources. Everybody has a voice, you know? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to advocacy and stuff like that, like everybody has a voice and, and if you have resources, give resources. If you have time, give time, you know? Well, Brian, you want to sit in uh, for the rest of the show with us? We're glad you're here. I would love to mainly to ask what are all those diet Coke cans doing in front of you? Because I understood from the last podcast that you had gone Uh, cold Turkey. Listen, it's two diet Cokes and two (laughs) bottles of water. I'm diluting them a few minutes ago too. I'm diluting them. You've already been chastised. Yeah, I was there. I got you, Brian. I saw it. All right. Hey, lastly, on in case you missed it, that's what we're the segment we're in. Uh, uh, Justin Bieber posted a video of him passionately singing Corey Asbury's song Reckless Love. I love the Instagram it. story was accompanied by the caption. God's love is reckless and he loves you mad tons. Here's a clip. No shadow you won't light up mountain. You won't climb up coming after me there's no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me Oh, the there you go. A little pitchy, but all right. C- Corey's, uh, <laughs> Corey Asbury's going to be in our studio in a couple weeks. Uh, Listen, you need to ask him. Do you know? Do y'all know the story about this album? How long ago Corey wanted to put it out? Nope. It was like nine years for nine, eight or nine years. Something he's been waiting. He told me about it, and and then told, somebody told him he couldn't do it, and he released it out of spite. Probably. It's amazing to see how the song is doing now when he actually wanted it to be out years ago. Right. It's like such a lesson in perseverance and in waiting and in trusting God's timing, because who can imagine one song doing what Reckless Love has done? And and he wanted it out years ago and the Lord kept holding him back and telling him to wait. It's incredible. That's how it's been with me and running. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you've I'm convinced Rest you're going to do peace. fine. You got it. I got it. You're going to run the whole thing and no problem. All right. Well, that'll do it for in case you missed it. And the uh, a very f- special Friday the 13th edition. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. Up next, Slices. Listen to Tommy. The song is What Kind of Love. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Kississippi with Rinse Repeat. Well, this week's episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. 
Something better than posting your job online and just praying for the right people to see it. I, I know the feeling. ZipRecruiter knew there was a smarter way, so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply for your job. The invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. I can attest. We have used ZipRecruiter uh, successfully and found some great uh, candidates that way. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. And right now, relevant podcast listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. One more time, because three three times you remember it. ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant. There you go. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay, so uh, Netflix recently posted a job opening on their website uh, that... For some people, this could be the dream job. It is actually for uh, the, the the official title is like editorial analyst. But essentially, this is a professional binge watcher. They are hiring people to sit there all day, watch new original programmings, research, rate, tag, and annotate it and, and write analysis for it that they can read. So your whole job, if you get this, is to watch Netflix from when you clock in to when you clock out and basically taking notes the whole time about what you like now this is notable for a couple reasons first does anyone know how many original shows netflix plans to release just next year or or just in 2018 alone 200 one Oh, I'm yeah. just trying to do like oh, a, wow, how they, wow. You know, how they do on prices right you're going prices right one dollar okay yeah. I, I say I'm 200 s- i'm gonna say um 85 oh my chandler brian anybody I'll do 150. Oh, yeah. Well, why wouldn't you have picked two? Two oh one or two oh one? I just, <laughs> right, I just Brian, wanna, what do you choose? I just want to keep talking until Jesse gets visibly angry because we're not letting him finish his statement. Choose two oh one. This is the obvious strategy, Brian. <laughs> what do you choose? There's a, there's a gap between two hundred and eight hundred. I, I would say, um, honestly, I would say um, eighty five. Oh my god! They are. Andy, did you guess? You said eighty five, right? I actually also said eighty five. Surprisingly. Okay. <laughs> they are releasing 700 original shows oh, this year. No. So I win. 700. What? So, so <laughs> with all these new shows here. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I, later on, we're talking about, um, you know, remakes. Right. And I feel like uh, a, a show that's been remade that um, one of our observations has been like a um, full house or something where it could have been improved if like a network had like given notes on it. Like, I feel like that's a lot of things for a lot of the Netflix shows. Like they're really close to being good. The same thing with Arrested Development when that came back. It was almost like the the creative the creatives at um Netflix that Netflix hires to make these shows just get full reign and they just do whatever they want and they make it and a lot of times it doesn't seem like the quality or pacing yeah. as some of the shows that you see on network TV well, or on other channels yeah I think but, even more HBO would be a be- like a really close comparison because like HBO has so like just some really specific tastemakers that make yeah. you know every documentary just yeah. so much better. Well, well, that's the thing is like they you hear about the creative process if you're doing an HBO show. HBO is very involved, mm-hmm. and yeah. and you then Netflix went the opposite route, hand all hands off. We'll just hire mm-hmm. talented makers, and then they do it. And and the shows are just like a lot of them. Are like I get the pitch, and yeah. and and but it just it wasn't quite. 
you know, every writer needs an editor. Every musician needs a producer. You need fresh eyes. And, and Netflix didn't have that. And that's why this, mm. it's just like some hits and some hits and misses. Whereas HBO doesn't really not, have misses. Not to self-promote, but like that was one of the great parts of the being on the relevant network with the new activist was like nobody had really spoken into the show. I was just putting it out. And then all of a sudden, like Jesse started to give some like gentle feedback. And the show was like, it's like the same thing, but so much better. Yeah, like just, it's good to work. In we that love what you want to do. What about this tweak, this little tweak? And then that could elevate things. And it, it, it did. Yeah. And those little changes yeah. change everything. It, 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 well, essentially now Netflix is hiring binge watchers to do this to, but, but what, what's interesting to me is to like, watch those 700. That's what they want you to watch. Yeah. They want you to watch their original program. Yeah, you can't like watch friends. Is, they don't, they don't need notes for the friends <laughs> marathon. They're like, they were on a break. Really well thought through. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but but it, it's it's interesting that they're shifting the strategy and they're actually hiring people to do this. But the you know the the other kind of thing I was thinking about with this is like the the way that technology and media is evolving. Like there there's no college major right now for binge watching and note giving on on TV shows. Like this is an entirely new profession that's just been invented because of a need. But mm-hmm. I don't see it going away. I mean, we, we talked about how Amazon's spending a billion dollars for five seasons of Lord of the Rings show. I think these kind of like note takers and binge watchers honestly could be like a viable career thing and not in the not too distant future, at least uh, an interesting kind of um, position in the media landscape, because more and more of these shows are going to be made every day and they're going to need people to watch them and at least give like camera, like when we do podcasts, you know, we have quality control rounds, yeah. uh, you know, people on staff listen to them before they because go up. Here's when the you're deal, producing because, this volume of show. Because Chandler's doing the edits. We yeah. got to check that he's not slipping stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> subliminal, su- disturbing subliminal messages from the novel that he wrote. Um, <laughs> 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 but, it, but it's logical that ultimately you need people to watch these before when you're producing at this volume. I think it's a kind of a cool development for people, though that would be I don't know if I would really like that job. I mean, it sounds cool on paper, but I've, I like talk to people who EA sports, uh, like the video game company is there in Orlando. And I talked to some people one time who, cause I was like, dude, you know, that'd be really cool. They have video game testers. Like I would see ads for like video game testers, like locally. And they're like, dude, it's the worst job ever. He's like, most of them never get to leave like the menu screens. Like, like when you're like setting oh, up the gosh. game, like, so binge watching could be one of those jobs. that seems really cool on paper, but if it was your job, maybe, you just get sick and tired of it because you have to watch cruddy TV For shows. sure you would. I mean, because you're only going to last, you're going to think that's awesome for a week. Right, right. And then you're going to wish that you could go outside sometimes and have <laughs> friends again and not eat all the time. No, but I, I think that's part of the data is that people watch so much on their phones now that maybe that's part of what they want to learn. Like, are you watching it on the subway or are you yeah. just sitting in front of your house while also playing on your phone? Huh. There you go. All right, what do you have, Eddie? Okay, I would like to paraphrase this because I know we're trying to push through it, but Utah has passed the country's first law legalizing free-range parenting. So let's talk about what free-range parenting <laughs> is. First of all, it's a great name, but there have been over chickens. the last kind of two decades, sorry, Annie, what'd you say? Makes me think of chickens. That's exactly what it. That's exactly what it is. So over the last few decades, there has been this increasing constriction on how parents parent children, and there have been laws that have... Uh, prohibited parents really letting their kids just do whatever, right? So they're saying like, you can never leave your kid alone. The kid can't come home in the day, like latchkey kids. There are some laws preventing latchkey kids. You can't let your kid ride their bike to, you know, wherever alone. 
And there is this trend that's happening called free range parenting where lawmakers and individuals are starting to push back hard on this idea and saying, no, 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 this is creating way too much stress on the kids. This is creating just overscheduled kids and way too much stress on the parents as well. Let kids go. And so this law in Utah is essentially saying as long as it's not harmful to the kid and as long as it is within a reasonable, a reasonable parenting standards. Now, granted, there's a lot of leeway within this new law. You can let your kid do whatever. So I was thinking about this and I was thinking about well, like when when I grew up, my mom, I, my mom used to. And then someone said this in the article as well. But she used to do the same thing. I would leave after breakfast and just go wherever I wanted on the summer in the summer, I drove miles and miles away on my bike and just went wherever I wanted and hung out with my friends. Like it didn't matter. This was, I would just go to, if she wanted, if she was at the mall, I could just wander around and she'd say like, meet me at the, you know, Annie and pretzels or whatever in two hours. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. but now we would never do that. Our kids are completely supervised at all times. And so now there's this movement back to free, range parenting. I thought it was very interesting. I wanted to see what you all thought about I, I it. I read uh, Bob Goff is one of my heroes. One of the other on my Mount Rushmore we is should have him on Richard the show. Branson. Oh yeah. Uh, the guy who founded Virgin. Yeah. yeah. And uh, his biography is fascinating. And he talked about growing up in, in uh, a, a small town near London. And one of the things that his mom did to instill independence and kind of problem solving in him is uh, she would put him in situations where he had to like fend for himself. Mm -hmm. And so he talked about uh, one memory he had that, that formed him Yeah, was he was six years old. She drove him to the other side of their city, That's right. dropped <gasps> him on a street corner and said, I'll see you at dinner. No. And drove home. Yeah, about that. And as a six-year-old, he had to figure out how to get back to his house. And when he walked in at 6.15 that night, um, you know, he talked about the experience. It was terrifying. He didn't know where to go. He didn't know how to get home. Mm -hmm. um, she I was there so cooking. Much. She was there cooking and said, I knew you'd find your way. Right. And he said, it taught me that I, number one, can't count on anybody. I, I have to be able to fend for myself that I can overcome obstacles. And it like, it, it, it was a formative moment when he was six. I yeah, can't right. imagine. Now it was a different era of crime yeah. and things but like that. I mean, that. I have a no six year old daughter. I cannot fathom. Can't dropping fathom yeah, you wouldn't do that with Cohen, would you? At this he's point, eight. And he's not no, six. of course I would not. Well, I say there's no. two things. One, no one wants to hear um, parenting advice from anyone else other than uh, a single childless adult like myself. Um, but one, what about the children <laughs> that maybe their parents did that and they didn't make it across town or two, like right. statistically, I think, you know, are children safer now because I'm not saying you need to be a helicopter parent, but like, because your kid goes from karate to ballet are abductions of children down. I honestly don't know those statistics. Yeah, that's true. That's an interesting yeah. stat. I mean, like remember when you were a little kid and you would sleep in the back of like a car, like in a sleeping bag and, a, and, and then. I think um, those are hobos. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not I think you were rip. being kidnapped. No, me, me, and my siblings. <laughs> me, and, me and my siblings had no place to stay. And we found a box car <laughs> in the woods. And we went on various adventures yeah. as these box car yeah. children. Yeah. Well, and, I will tell uh, you, I, in truth, though, if you remember years ago on the show, I, you know, I had young, well, I still have young kids, but I was like an early, early parenting when I was uh, a couple of years ago on the show. And I remember Shauna, yeah, was on member and had told this great story of how basically her parents when she turned 13 sent her to paris and was like by herself have fun she and flew she, to what? paris by, by herself? herself yeah so she's 13 her, years they old had like a family friend that essentially gave her a key to the to the flat that she was living in but it wasn't like Doing this lady was making her like dinner shauna just lived in paris and said how formative that was for her and i remember it rattled me and then i thought 
well, well Shauna's an amazing and person. And she also talked about how for a year they prepared and right. she traveled yeah, with her dad and all that stuff. And, and I think that's the thing because I was realizing today as I was walking my kids to school, like we have to cross a busy street and I don't, I haven't said like, hey, look both ways. I just, they grab my hand. I look, we walk and I'm like, I haven't taught them how to cross a street Is yet. there a different, well, I guess no, because Shauna went over to Paris, but I wonder if there's a different cultural expectation on little boys doing that than little girls. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I bet there is. I, but I, I, but I, I remember one time, though, I was in Chicago visiting a friend in like high school and he called in sick and he convinced me to, too. <laughs> and we ended up taking his dad's red convertible. We ended up in a parade. <laughs> we went to a Cubs game. I spent a week in, a, in, you know, traveling around Somaliland. I, I see where he's going with this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I grew up where we played outside. I mean, like we lived on. We lived on a, in a farm, on a farm around a lake. And so mom, it would literally be like, she would yell when we had to come in for dinner and that kind of stuff. But I was never dropped off at another part of town. And I, and there also wasn't a narrative expectation of you should be able to handle yourself wherever you are on your own. Like Mm, I don't, my parents never directly said that. And I don't have any memories of them indirectly saying like, you should be able to be dropped off on any town and find your way back to Marietta, Georgia. Yeah. I, one time, one time when I was a kid, oh we, God. I had a group that of guys that I like to hang out with and yeah. we discovered some pirate treasure in a well. And, uh, my friend could do the truffle shuffle and it was just a big adventure. I learned a lot from that one too. I've had a lot of adventures that I did when I was a kid. That, all right. Was it All right. Anybody <laughs> else? That'll do it. <laughs> anybody you have. Okay. So I'm going to direct us to a website that everyone is going to love. It's sambarsky.com. Exactly what you think it is. Let me tell you about Sam. What do I think Sam- it is? <laughs> what? what do you mean exactly what I think it is? I don't we think it's exactly what I meant. I meant like the spelling. Sorry. I think oh, the I spelling, oh. I'm not going to spell it. Sam Barsky is exactly how you think it is. That's what I meant. I, I see. Like a bar, a ski. And Sam's and now yeah. bar Scott. Yeah. Well, figure it out. Everybody listen. Any, here's yeah. the you thing. Has a weird silent G in there. Yeah. Uh, you made the statement AFD. I'm sorry. I did. Can I did. Keep- I let, I let, I'm not. Yeah. This is on me. <laughs> Sam. sews his own sweaters for everywhere he's going to visit and then takes a picture in front of it. He oh, yeah. is a sweater knitter. And everywhere he visits, he takes, he's been doing it for 20 years. He just started because he saw some women knitting at like a craft fair and said that he wanted to learn how. So there are all these pictures of him standing in a field and on his sweater that he has knit is the flowers from the field or in front of the Eiffel Tower. And it's the Eiffel Tower or the Hollywood sign. Some of them are short sleeves, which I think is very weird. But my favorite one, the reason you go to the website, because he has them on the website. I mean, y'all can imagine we've all been friends long enough. I lost significant amount of my life in hours looking through his website because he has them set up by year starting in 2000. No way. And yes. And he's made all these sweaters himself. And my favorite one, Jesse, this is why I had to bring it to you today as my slice. My favorite one is his in front of the governor's palace in front in Williamsburg. He's, <laughs> yes. He knit the governor's palace onto a sweater. It's amazing. Oh. Does he sell the sweaters after? Or? No, he keeps them. He like, t- yeah, in the bottom of the article, it's a New York Times article. In the bottom of the article, it says he just did like a class where he taught people how to knit and he bought brought 30 of them with him. For, so that he could show them to people. He just knits them for himself and wears them once when he goes visits that place. That's hey, so but he's creative too, because one of them's like a sweater t-shirt. 
Yeah, yeah. Some of them are short sleeve. That's really weird to me. I'm looking at one that this he's is, in an aquarium uh, with sharks, and there's sharks on, it, on his yes. uh, t-shirt sweater. <laughs> yes, oh, this guy's amazing. a hero. That is amazing. That's great. It's amazing. It's just a good way to use some of your time, you guys. I'm just here to help everybody waste time on the internet. Going great full hobby. circle. When you said sambarsky.com, that is exactly what I thought. Yeah. So that's <laughs> fascinating. I thought I think yeah. this guy makes his own sweaters. Guys, but I remember this other really formative <laughs> thing that happened to me one time when I was left at my house with my parents and my family actually went on a vacation. All right. And, uh, okay. So before, I booby trapped and everything was a robber. And so, the old man with the shovel wasn't actually that scary. I've learned a lot. Is what I'm so um, before we wrap up slices, I have, I have that big announcement about our 600 the respect of Buzz, who was a big bully before that. Um, <laughs> Our 600th episode is coming up in two weeks. And oh, yeah. I'm ready to hear about this. We are, we are not great at planning ahead. Um, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say you're very, very bad at it. Like just <laughs> as, as, <laughs> So the, a couple of days ago, we came up with an idea. Hey, we should do something. So here's what we're doing for our 600th episode. And uh, you guys can get involved. On Friday, April 27th, we are doing a live podcast. We are going to stream it on Facebook um, and uh, other social media outlets, which if you follow us on Twitter, uh, we'll make sure you know about. We're going to do a live show beginning to end, multicam, the thing here in our Orlando studios. And one of the things that's special, John Mark McMillan will be joining us uh, for it. We'll have some Ooh. other special guests. Ooh, I uh, love him. Pop in via Ooh, Skype. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's going to be great. Man, yeah, he's wait. not only a great artist, he's actually pretty funny. He's uh, like, yeah. you know, uh, so like he'll hang. Uh, so we're doing that on the 27th. Uh, if you happen to want to play hooky from work that day, uh, is it during the day? Yeah, we'll do it at 1130 a.m. on Friday, April 27th. To be Eastern. clear, I am I am a semi-beloved member of the show and just found out, but I'm free. I just looked at my calendar. <laughs> so I, will, <laughs> I didn't see you, Eddie. I didn't see you. I will be there, but like no one texted or called. Uh, like I said, it just happened. Uh, no, it but paid. if you guys want to come join us, you can. That's the thing. If you want to come. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah. So uh, we did this on our 500th episode. Uh, we had a, a small in-studio audience. Gosh. And if you guys want to come. I was there for that. Yeah. If you guys want to come to our 600th live episode, uh, we have room to accommodate you. We've been doing you. this show can, forever. Can I extend an invitation? To, oh, we haven't done the listener of the week yet. Because I was going to extend an invitation to Perry to do some live impressions. Yeah. <laughs> I am pretty, I'm pretty stoked about these impressions. But you did talk about his, you talked about what his facts were, so you could say yeah. that. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm pretty stoked yeah. about so his. So I, you know, there's going to be a lot of special guests. Perry, uh, the impressionist listener of the week. You, the show up. you will be granted a microphone. We to need to see if they're any good. Live. Side note so, about Perry, I have a pretty interesting opener for him i think we he wants to play racquetball with me so i'm gonna ask him about that <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good idea. so we'll put we'll post online more information about the live show if you want to come oh, man. Uh, live we'll, shows are my absolute favorite yeah well, i can't wait i'm flying in flying out same day Hold on, you're I'm in making it. Yeah, yes, she's going to come live. We're going to be see there. Jesse's going to be here live. Annie's coming down. Oh, I want to see if Bree can come. The whole family Not will like be here. Not like on a show, but like hang out. The whole family will be here. So if you want to come join oh, us for our 600th episode live, uh, come or to Orlando or downtown, right downtown. You can catch a magic game afterwards. No, wait, that's the playoffs. Never mind. Wah, there won't wah, be any magic wah, games. Wah, wah. Or if you can't come, watch us online. We'll be streaming it for uh, streaming it live and then we'll post the whole thing on That'll YouTube so and stuff fun. after the fact. So fun. All right. So I'm just be watching. Be watching our, our Twitter feed at Rolling Podcast. I don't know what I'm wearing. Info. I'm totally going to buy something new. I'm 100% buying a new shirt. I'm wearing this. 
There you go. Oh yeah, if you're not every shirts. day same shirt. Next, I think you should I'm wear gonna, a custom sweater. I'm gonna I know knit, where you can ooh, get myself great. a sweater for it. Yeah. So yeah. you I'm put all of our faces sweater. on it, Cameron. Will you knit all of us onto your sweater? <laughs> like a Mount Rushmore of your faces. Yes. I like it. Um, oh. Okay, well that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Bob Goff joins us. Riding down the street in my Honda SUV Riding down the street in my CRV Picking up my homies in my CRV Kick it with my boot thing in my CRV Riding down the street in my Honda SUV You're listening to Kuko, song is CRV, and the entire song about his Honda CRV. I think it's brilliant. Didn't didn't you have a CRV at one point? I had a Civic. Oh. Yeah, so. But you're pro Honda. Right. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Classic. Well, this week's show is also brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Building a site with Squarespace is easy. They have a simple, intuitive process where you can drag and drop your content and features with a click a click of a mouse. You can use their award-winning templates, or you can customize them like crazy. It's simple or it's complex, whatever you want. You can create anything with Squarespace. And right now, uh, you can also get a custom domain included with your Squarespace site for free when you sign up for a year. We use Squarespace. I'm building a site right now on Squarespace. It's my go-to. Right now, Squarespace is offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. You can start your free trial today at squarespace.com and then enter offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, set your website apart. Oh, that's good. Well, Bob Goff is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and philanthropist, and lawyer, formerly, I guess. In his new book, Everybody Always, Becoming Love in a World Full of Setbacks and Difficult People, Bob looks at what happens when we stop avoiding difficult people and simply love everyone. He's a a friend, a hero. He's one of the few people that uh, I I read his book, Love Does, and was, I mean, he was a hero, a mentor. And then I got to meet him and the guy is the real deal. He lives what he preaches. Um, Yeah. If you haven't read Love Does, start there and then get everybody always. Uh, We recently talked with Bob about the new book, his philosophy on loving people and how to change the world one person at a time. That's what he does. Here is our conversation with Bob Goff. Was there a specific um, moment that inspired you to say, okay, I know, like, how did you come up with this is the thing that I need to write about right now. Well, I just I think to me, uh, when I'm uh, looking at people that love Jesus like way more than me, mm-hmm. um, somehow they've uh, become cast or tried out for the part of being Jesus's lawyer. Mm. And here's the problem. He doesn't need a lawyer, and they're not very good at it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an average writer. I'm an awesome lawyer. Um, And I think here's the deal. Like, Jesus doesn't need a lawyer. He needs a bunch of humble men and women who know what they believe and why they believe it, but they're not trying to beat everybody else up because they believe something else. So you can just take so much delight in knowing the truth of what you believe and. Um, I'm a 
big guy, you know, for reading scripture. That's an important thing to me. Um, but I'm not, uh, this book has as many Bible verses as the last one has, which is zero. And that's rounding up. I, I, because I just don't think we need to do that. You can know the truth, know why you're saying what you're saying, yeah. and just say things you're positive or true. Wouldn't that be beautiful if we just if you just said only the things you were certain were true? You'd actually you and I would say a lot less <laughs> or get real about just saying this one I want to be true. But I'm just guessing about it right now, but I really hope it's true. Um, one thing that you mentioned after that initial story in the book about your computer being stolen and all of that is that you said that we have to love everybody always, um, including the people who stole the computer from you. And there, I mean, there's some things that I read that, that I read later on in the book. That I'm like, wow, that is like, they're crazy redemptive stories, but because this one happened, you know, personally, you know, I, I was thinking about this and wondering what does that love look like for people who have, who have done something wrong to, you know, who have wronged us personally or have done things that, you know, a lot of people might consider unforgivable. What does that mean to love them? And what does that look like? Yeah, the, for each of us, we can't answer for someone else. You right. can't say, so this is what you need to do about that person. We can say for me, for somebody who's been insensitive, somebody that's said a harsh word, somebody that's been out of line, like how am I going to engage them with love? And sometimes you just don't need to swing at every pitch. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. that simple. You just, uh, I, yeah, I'm a pretty hard guy not to get along with. I don't know if you're picking up on that. But like, I'll send out a tweet every morning and I'll send on Instagram. And every once in a while, somebody will say something kind of like, a little bit got a little barb to it back and it probably only happens two times a year but they'll say that and so you get to decide what I get to decide are you gonna like engage that so what I've decided to do is I just go into their feed and I read uh, what they're saying and I've tried to learn something turn them into my teacher to say they obviously have a different worldview. and so what's one thing I can learn and oftentimes they use words that aren't familiar words. I have to look them up in the dictionary and I find out all these things I've heard before. Um, and so once I've done that, then I block them. <laughs> it's like a going away party. So the whole idea to just, you can find a different way to uh, like deal with all of your angst. Like, uh, you know, some people think they're protecting baby Jesus, but I've been reading revelations and I'm convinced he's out of the crib. Like, he's literally got this thing. And the beautiful thing about being God of the universe, being all-powerful, is he doesn't need us to be acting like we're the hall monitors for everybody's behaviors that we just agree with. Does that mean you're going to engage in it? Oh, heck no. But I don't need it. It's not that I'm indifferent. It's not that I'm so resolute about what I believe. Uh, Like Matthew 25. Hungry people, thirsty people, sick people, strange people, naked people, and people in jail. It's the only thing that we're going to be talking to Jesus about when we get there. <laughs> we're not going to be singing Chris Donlin songs. We're not going to be, we're going to be with a lot of people that we disagree with. And I haven't found it anywhere in scripture, but I have this sense like whoever in our faith communities we couldn't get along with here on earth. Like Jesus will make us roommates in heaven. <laughs> 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 we can be arguing about the top bunk forever. 
And so all this uh, is underlined these principles that Jesus talked about, to just love everybody always. Mm-hmm. And to start with the people that are difficult. Don't start, because the people that are my friends, that, that are easy to get along with, they make me feel like I'm a boss at loving people. You know why? Because they're bosses at loving people. Right, <laughs> That's right. why they make me feel that way. And so I'm trying to get beyond that. So. You know, from the book, we have a witch doctor school. We started trying cases against these guys who were sacrificing children. There were death penalty cases. I tried the first one in the country. And but then I found that ran into Matthew 5 about loving your enemies. I'm like, these guys are actually my enemy because of what they do. Yeah. And so I had to decide for me, do I want to be right? Or do I want to be Jesus? And there's an opportunity mm. actually to be both. Mm-hmm. But you have to be humble. And so we uh, started meeting with witch doctors. I've met with over a thousand witch doctors so far in Uganda. I'll send out on the Bush radio. I'm still serving as the consul for the country. Mm-hmm. So I the consul of Uganda is coming, and I command every witch doctor to meet with me, and they come. And they're creepy, creepy dudes. And I asked them, like, what do you need? And they said, we don't know how to read or write. So get this, I started a witch doctor school a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's so creepy. <laughs> oh my God. And the only book, yeah, the only books we have in witch doctor school are the Bible and what does. And there's something beautiful that happens in some of the stories in the book of unlikely calls, unlikely things that these people that used to do the most horrific things uh, or have actually changed, that they bumped into not all my opinions, they actually bumped into Jesus. And that's what happens here, not, um, you know, just far away, people meet our opinions, we actually want them to meet Jesus. I want them to um, just catch a breath and uh, realizing uh, both of the starting lines Mm -hmm. or each one of us, all of your listeners, terribly insecure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just acted out differently. And yeah. sometimes the, big, the people that are actually the loudest voices are sometimes turns out the most insecure ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm not passing judgment on it, but I don't need to swing at every pitch because they're just working out. Once they're done with you, they'll work out their insecurities on the next guy. <laughs> So I'm like, nah, I'm going to take a pass. And I've kind of learned that along the way by just saying, just not uh, being harsh with people. And I'm a lawyer. I win arguments for a living. But I'm not trying to be Jesus' lawyer. I'm trying to be a follower. Mm. Uh, He said, you know, follow me, not like represent me. (laughs) 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 And there's a big difference. He doesn't need all of our stuff. He just needs people who have our eyes fixed on him and him alone. And not trying to be a little bit more right than the next person. That was Bob Goff. Make sure to check out his new book, Everybody Always. It comes out next week. Listening to Beach House. 
song is Dark Spring from their album 7, Dark Spring. Glad, glad they're coming back with new music. Well, this week's show is also brought to you by Casper. What is Casper? Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. You spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. Casper mattresses are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. They work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places, Eddie. The original Casper mattress <laughs> combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with just the right amounts of both sink and bounce. I can attest my son Cohen has his Casper mattress and it is the best one in the house. Casper also offers a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets to ensure an overall better sleep experience and everything is designed, developed, and assembled right here in the U.S. Casper products are affordable because they cut out the middleman and sell directly to you. And right now, they are offering relevant podcast listeners a special deal. You can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash rm and using promo code rm at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. I have to say that. That's in italics. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, remember, that's $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash rm and using promo code rm at checkout. All right, it's time for your feedback. Uh, as we've been doing for the last couple months now, uh, we're starting our feedback segment with our listener of the week. You listen to the show and it's time to get to know you. It's the listener of the week. This week, uh, Jesse, why don't you tell us a little bit about our listener of the week before we bring him on? All right. Our listener of the week this week is Perry Ross. And here are the three facts that really got me interested in talking to Perry. I'm mainly going to hone in on three. I'm on on number three, uh, as I alluded to (laughs) at the beginning of the show. Uh, His first one (laughs) was... This is odd because we, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. We actually briefly just spoke to Perry, but his fact number one was he bit his tongue off when he was a kid, which can <gasps> only lead me to oh believe my. he has a prosthetic, uh, a prosthetic tongue, which right. I'm interested in. Right. Uh, he was <laughs> robbed at gunpoint while working at a Burger King. And finally, this is the one I really want to dig into. I do some pretty okay impressions. Welcome to the show, <laughs> Perry. The man with no tongue, Perry Ross. Perry, do you have a tongue, Perry. guys? Perry. It's great to talk to all of you guys. They reattached it. Hey, where are you calling us from? I'm from uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines. Dude, are you the guy? I, I, we've been on Twitter friends for a while. We know each I'm Eddie. It's nice to meet you. But did you ask yeah, me to play too, racquetball a couple times? <laughs> Racquetball? I'm, it's possible. I'm not quite sure, but don't you <laughs> feel like no. you'd remember no, if you Eddie, tweeted to no. me to ask me to play racquetball? <laughs> yeah, that feels like a pretty sure specific that, memory. But, uh, you did do that. I don't think it was me, but it's man. Possible. I always thought it was you. Well, anyhow, yeah. <laughs> I Wait, don't, don't edit a word of that. I want that all that weirdness in there. No, because <laughs> that's how I make a new friend. I think he asks a lot of people to play racquetball. He just can't remember if he asked you <laughs> yeah, specifically. Yeah. Right? No, I, I do. It's yeah, funny it because everyone asked, I meet, I ask so. to play racquetball, but I specifically thought I never would want to play racquetball with Eddie. I just <laughs> never would. So. Eddie's <laughs> employing a classic dating strategy where you go, "Did you call me? Uh, did you ask me to dinner? Did you? Don't know." I like the whole. I know Perry from somewhere. Anyhow, let's not make this about me. Perry, right, so, it's nice to meet so, you. So the tongue thing. Okay, cool. Uh, the, the gunpoint, terrible, nice, tragic yes. story. Uh, we got to get to number three. What? Okay, what are these great impressions? Well, they're okay. They're not. Okay. They're not great, but they're more okay. Well, you brought them up. But no, 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 no. Pretty okay. No, Perry's about to do some of the you best impressions you've okay. ever. Yeah. 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 Pretty okay. So I would say. There's a few that are the top: Sean Connery, oh, Jimmy Stewart, oh. uh, and uh, 
in, and I'm working on I'm working on a uh, Christopher Walken. Let's start that, with that. Oh, we're gonna workshop. We're gonna we work need to workshop the Walken real quick. Let's start. Wait, with, wait, are we telling the truth walk-in. of what we think after we hear him? Yeah, let's start with the wet cement. Oh, let's no. hear the let's hear the oh, work no. in progress Walken. No, no, no. Okay, wa- okay so go, the, the hard part is is coming up with I, things I, I can, to say. So I almost need a line. I can barely keep able to say something. So Jesse, I feel like you could give me a good line. Here's what you need to do. Tell me how you bit your tongue off as Christopher. There we go. That's great. Perfect. Well, when I was just oh, a, a boy, I can't uh, even listen to this. Keep going. This is great. I don't really remember too much about oh, it. It's like um, you're like 75 percent there. Very. Yes, oh, like I said, that was a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Now, real quick, you're Sean Connery, but you were also robbed at gunpoint at Burger King. Tell us the story, <laughs> as Sean Connery. This is pressure. Yeah. So. Uh, there was a, a night where there was a guy that like came in. I was, I was ready to mop the floor. I and I said, what are you doing guy. with a gun in my face? Oh, oh gosh. Just take the money. Don't, don't, don't arm stop, the children. Stop, 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 stop. Stop it. Just stop it, man. Oh, man. Oh, so good. Okay, okay. I tell you, Perry, I have never loved a segment more <laughs> hold on, hold on. and less at the same time. <laughs> there's one more. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there, oh, there's, you know, there's the Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Okay, you hold on, Perry. Have... I no, want you to is... say, Jimmy Stewart, give me a ring or not no big whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll, you'll see. I, I just wanted to be on the show oh, so bad. Uh, you you could, could, could give me a ring, maybe, but I, I don't know. Uh, oh, my God. Either oh, way, it's fine. No, no big whoop. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my oh my Chandler's so in. Chandler's yeah, really on our team. Perry, you um, have a gift, man. Yeah. Perry, okay, let's give him some honest feedback. Um, really good. I thought they were flawless. Yeah, I thought they were really great. I think, dude, I wouldn't call the walk-in a work in progress. I would say it's it's there, man. Oh. It's there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Brian, where are you at with all this? You feel um, good? I I feel I I'm concerned, but um, <laughs> I want to know where he is. Are you at work in a cubicle right Great now? Where question. are you calling no, from? No, I'm I'm working from home today. Oh, so usually director. Wednesdays are my day off. Got to be a youth director. Wait, so uh, are we allowed to know where you work? Is that too much information? Sure. I'm, uh, I'm a worship leader. So yeah, there, you go. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. Church okay, guy. So nailed when, it. when yep. your church, which I'm sure listens regularly to the relevant podcast, finds out that you're quote unquote working from home, what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen? Well, you didn't see the air quotes there. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of relevant podcast listeners at my church, so it's it's fine. It's what gonna you, be oh, hey everybody, what's your church? Yeah. They're gonna be excited. What do you think about Corey Asbury's song "Reckless Love"? Uh, we're doing it this weekend, actually. So, How many capos will you be all? using for that song? <laughs> uh, just one, because I do it in F. F sharp's too high. So. Uh, no, I get uh, that. You got to do the one for the drop D, okay, and then okay, just do another one on twelve, Carrie, so that you can Perry, hit before those you sevens. go, bring yeah. us home yes. with the chorus of "Reckless Love" yes. sang by oh, Christopher. I don't Walken. know. This is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted. Perry, you're not a dancing monkey, but you should still do it. As I didn't see who you wanted me to do it by. Um, just your Christopher best Walken. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Whatever you'd say. Christopher is your Walken. Singing mm-hmm. Corey Asbury's no, Reckless man, Love. that's so yeah, hard. Yeah, that's uh, pretty hard. I, I will say this. Let me, can I throw an audible? Can I yeah. call an audible? You sure yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, sure can. can. Because no there is, there is a really obscure voice that I'm really working on. And that <laughs> okay. is, um, Stephen Hawking. 
Too soon, and that's just on time. So let's hear it. Yeah. 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 I would like to do Stephen Hawking reading the Book of Genesis, if that's okay. Okay. Now we're going to have to have an immediate stop button for you. I'm really scared. If I say stop, you have to stop right away. No, do not listen to Eddie there. Keep going. Here we go. So here we go. Long ago, before there wouldn't be stars in the universe. God created the heavens and the earth. Oh, this guy. And God said, let him there be light. And there was light and it was very great. I just wish everyone could see all of y'all respond. Cameron throws himself into the wall. I mean, Eddie throws his headphones off. That sounds like a new segment. I call in and we can do workshops. Respectfully, this is impersonation. This is your whole life on the show. I mean, you are trying to expand the podcast network. This may be the end of the show. Perry, yeah. can I ask you like two or three real questions? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're worship leader. What kind of church is it? Uh, we are what a Lutheran flavor? church, but we are not your typical Lutheran church. Yeah, um, if you're uh, doing Corey Asbury. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Do you have uh, like a family up there or what brings you up to that part of the world? I grew up in Des Moines. Oh, that's but, sweet. Uh, the church is in West Des Moines, which is a town just west of Des Moines. But um, <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's it's no, Perry's you know, got jokes. That's we where, get it. That's yeah. where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we got, got you. We got you. I've been here about 11 years at this church, and wow, I love it. It's great, dude. It's congratulations. Nobody stays yeah. at a church yeah. that long. Congrats. I know. Well done. It's good. Church. How long did you last, Eddie? Like about four years? I lasted four and a half years. I just, I've been <laughs> on IJM staff longer than I was on Summit staff. Wow. Isn't that oh, something? Wow. That is something. Something only to two people that know what we're talking about right now. Yep. But, yep. <laughs> all right. Well, Perry, it was great talking to you, man. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> you too. I thanks look for listening. To hearing it all come Perry, out. Perry, we think the world thanks, of you. Perry. Thanks, Perry. Perry. I'd love to play Perry Ross. soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would love to do that too, uh, Eddie. No. We'll, nope. we'll work it out one of these days. Was that another? Were you doing an impression as a goodbye? That was Jimmy Stewart. That was, that was unbelievable. <laughs> Please do impersonations the entire time you were playing racquetball with Eddie. I, I would throw up. It is like it is like someone just jabbing a sword in my ears and face. <laughs> I, I, that's, a, that's a good strategy to win. Yeah, that is really true. All right, Perry, bye, you're bye, a good bye. and crazy person. Perry, thanks, right. man. Thank you. Love you guys. Appreciate all of you. Oh, thank thanks, you. We love buddy. you too. Thanks for all you thanks. do. Yep. I don't think a listener's ever told us they loved us. That feels special. Um, there is this segment gets better and better and i, I don't oh. want listeners to feel like they have to one up no but, but it's just like it keeps yeah. revealing but he set the bar very high yeah you're yeah. like that christopher that hawking that's oh. stephen hawking reading genesis yeah. that's that was un- unbelievable I've, yeah I, seriously i, I had I to can't and it was, unhear that yeah what you can't see is i i mean annie described it but like you were just it was a visceral <laughs> it, was, it was like a sonic wave wall. moving through i have to remove myself from awkward situations oh, i just like the rises were so like pretty common impersonations you know like that's kind of a yeah. go-to for a lot of people yeah. but to go the stephen hawking reading anything route <laughs> yeah just uh, it just it is so really insensitive it levels. it's so, so wildly <laughs> insensitive and i was I afraid disagree. he was just going mean, to push siri to talk or something yeah. but he really I went mean, for it no, he did uh, oh, hey, man. it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you guys Perry. what TV show you'd like to see rebooted. I love uh, this. It, it, you know, in the era, we're in the era of the the Will and Grace, <laughs> the the Roseannes. There's talk of an Office reboot, or you know, I heard rumors this on Read and Relevant this morning that maybe um, Parks and Rec might come back. So um, we want to know what TV shows you'd like to see rebooted. You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You also posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. So Charlie Rankin on Twitter said that Pure Flix should remake the classic Nickelodeon show, Salute Your Shorts. 
but have it yes. take place at a Christian youth camp. With Pete Holmes oh. and Nick Thune playing the camp counselor. That's so good. Oh, I would watch that. Yeah, that would be a great basic, idea. I would love to watch Salute Your Shorts again. I love yeah, Salute same. Your Shorts. Yeah, same. Yeah. Remember Donkey Lips? I <laughs> <laughs> still I like, I, like every couple of years, I'll Google him just to see what he's doing. Yeah, that's that's why we need a reunion of, of Salute Your Shorts, because I just want to see all of them again as adults going back to the old summer camp. Yeah. Although, like, uh, there was the Netflix movie, the the Wet Hot American Wet Hot Summer, American Summer yeah. and they're all older, and it didn't, it didn't land. It was sad. It, yeah, it was like yeah. ten years later or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, it was ten years later, but they were portraying it as the first day of summer, <laughs> so that they're all like younger, even though they're now way older and look very different. Yeah. Um, but did they run shorts up a flagpole? No. I don't so know. Know. Make it we hold you in our heart, and when we think about you. <laughs> Hey, I don't want to do this. It'd be rude. I think there are children listening, listening to, this. to this, man. Yeah. Um, Ashton. I, I, well, by the way, I used to like change the channel real briefly when I was a kid. If like my grandparents were over or somebody, because I'd be like, I don't want them to tell me to turn this off. So I'd act like, oops, I sat on the controller right when Buckwheat said, you make us want to fart just because I want to watch. <laughs> what, are you an, what are you, an animal? Let's move the on. Pro move. It was a real pro move. Ashton Fernandez uh, uh, said, how about a family matters reboot where family doesn't matter anymore? Urkel, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good joke joke in and of itself, but continues. Urkel is now permanently Stephen Urkel. All the no, attention Stephane, from Stefan. Oh, that's Urkel. right. I'm sorry. Stefan yeah. Urkel. That's right. You got to change both of them. All the attention has gone completely to his head. He's still single. Eventually, Laura helps him get his life right and they fall in love. I got to tell you, Ashton, it's a fine idea. Yeah, I'd watch, watch, I'd watch Family Matters. I'd watch a reboot. Family just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Have you watched uh, the full Fuller House at all? I did not. You seem like the target demo for that, Amy. What yeah, I've watched I watched the first season. I haven't watched after the first season. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Did I am like a target it? demo. I think when, girls who watch TGIF in the 90s are probably exactly who yeah. it, they're yeah. going after. That's literally Fair. what I was saying. It wasn't Yeah, you got it. you got it, dude. It wasn't. No. You got it, dude. No, have y'all yeah, watched I, it at all? I, I, have none I watched of y'all watched it? I watched a couple. No, and it just, it. you know, obviously sitcoms have evolved since then so much that it like that for, that can't be format just yeah, it was tough. For, it, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I was, it was one hard. season one, out. and and I, yeah, it, it like wasn't self aware enough for me to enjoy. That's right. They were actually you know? like yeah. two episodes in. You got a sense that they were trying to make a good sitcom again, and it's just like no, 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 no. It's, this is kitsch. You know. Yeah, that's and, it. After the first, like the first three, you're like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Look, 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 and then you're like, wait, wait you're you're still oh. they're doing this, and it's yeah. not uh, self aware. That's right. Yeah. It wasn't self aware enough. That yeah, was that's tough. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, PC Walker wants to know how are the perfect strangers doing? I think we need <gasps> oh, to find out. Hundred percent. Where cousin Larry and Balky navigate life in the 2000s. Could you even? I'm nervous, I'm nervous no, for no, Balky no. in Trump's America. To be honest with you, they's going to be like deported <laughs> point, back yes. to Meepos. Yeah, I mean, well, you couldn't get away with that anymore. Yeah, that why? Kinda, because to, why? PC. I mean, yes. it's just like you couldn't yeah. do that caricature foreigner thing. You know, yeah. like, it was Borat with none of the social commentary. You're, you're, yeah, you can't. Yeah, no. You got to be your own nationality only. You don't get to cross Where nationalities. Is Belky Bartakamus now? Did he ever do anything else? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Hold on. Pierce, DIY his name's Network. Bronson. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pinchon. Bronson. Yeah. Whatever. DIY Network. He renovates farmhouses in Pennsylvania, 
and he had a show what? on the DIY network that part on, like on a, his home on his like farm renovation. You stuff. saw that coming though. You could tell. I that, would watch. Well, it's the just like well, it's just like Vanilla Ice does that. The that, Vanilla Ice Project. Those both sound like work release programs. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> like here's your options. Yeah, no, he he basically went the Vanilla Ice route. It's like I had some money from TV, and I'm gonna invest in real estate and flip houses and stuff like that, and that's what they do now. So, does he still use the accent? No. Too bad. Can, can I make two suggestions? Yes, please. Uh, I would say uh, one, Bosom Buddies, uh, but with Tom Hanks. Oh, great. As yeah. well. Oh, make Tom in. Hanks do it again. And okay. then Sabrina, the middle-aged witch. I think upgrade Sabrina. Isn't that just Bewitched then? I always mix oh, up Bewitched I mean, and I Dream of Jeannie. Those feel very similar to me. You know, I, I you know it's based in Cocoa <laughs> Beach, Florida. You know, because of the NASA and stuff, and and the out exterior shots definitely Southern California. Oh yeah, there's no way. There's no way. You, okay, the here's another a plot line: hiding a cat from a landlord. That happened once a season, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. somehow one of the protagonists ends up on a date with two people in one evening at the same <laughs> restaurant. That always happens. <laughs> like like when they when they get in trouble, they're like, "Have we done the cat landlord thing? Have we done the memory temporary yeah. amnesia? Have we oh, done no. the the two dates one night yeah. right. they just keep circling those yeah. like, those were the go to yep. that's a classic man the that's mayhem not. of two dates in one night is the show I always think that one you, that one's really predictable to me Jesse you're right that's a good Does one that one ever happened to you Annie, you, Annie? Oh, go no, no no not my thank you everyone <laughs> all the jinxes not my real life. all the time <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know you know who else like at some point in the season with, during like sweeps week all of those all of those shows would be like we need to do an episode where the Harlem Globetrotters make an appearance for some reason yeah, exactly and one exactly. of the protagonists ends up playing with the Harlem Globetrotters. Tr- like, and, and, that and, always uh, happened too. And invariably, if the show lasted long enough and the, it got tired, it, you know, at a certain season, uh, a young cousin would move in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Or a baby. A baby would come out of nowhere, you know. Show crossover. Yeah. To show, An yeah. alien or Bigfoot would show up and be a part of the plot. Now, what? You know, yeah. time travel or yeah. a, a machine that changed molecules in your body to make you really cool. Like, that could happen what? in those shows. Yeah. We got I don't a, know what shows you're watching. We've got yeah. to move. <laughs> all right, all right. There's a lot Damn more feedback. Where, there's a lot more feedback. Uh, go check it out. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Okay, so early in the show, we got talking about uh, the very brave step I'm taking this August so to raise brave. money for so clean brave. water yeah, so in brave. Africa. Mm, brave. And uh, and they, I am surrounded by some naysayers. And I think for the question of the week, number one, we want to hear your stories of times you've done something like this. Like maybe you pushed yourself, you did a, a race or something like that. And we want to hear your stories if anything happened. And, uh, and I think we'd love to hear times that you've succeeded and, and times you've yeah, failed. Especially times maybe didn't go how you yeah. thought it would. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, you know? yeah. And like, then and here's the helpful part of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, disaster stories. Here's the helpful part. What did you learn? So maybe like I can learn from your mistakes right. to prepare myself better. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So you so tell start, us start this training. question of the week. Three months ahead of time. That's right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, the question of the week is tell us any race or physical competition disaster stories and then maybe the life lesson that you learned because of it. Yeah. Yes. There you go. I'm, I'm hoping there's some contestants from Double Dare. That might oh, have some behind man. the scenes stories. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Just, that's a great just, idea. Putting that out like there. A, like someone got was allergic to the slime and, you know, it broke like <laughs> heavy pin on stage or something. Yep. 10 bucks says Mark Summers is listening. We may just get him on the show. <gasps> oh, uh, let's, get, let's just do a whole summer episode about Nickelodeon game shows. 
Oh, I mean, they were, that was filmed the here drag. in Orlando yeah. 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 in the Nickelodeon in studio. The Fallon studio where we saw Fallon. Yeah, and then they, they tore it down the 10 Temple. years in and yes. built some sound Damn stages. Right. I know someone that was on Legends yeah. of the Hidden Temple. For real? She hit the green emerald. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you can tell your longer stories on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Tell them to us. Thanks to uh, this episode's sponsors for making the show possible. Remember, it was uh, ZipRecruiter. You can visit ZipRecruiter.com slash relevant to try ZipRecruiter for free. Also, thanks to Squarespace. You can start your free trial today at Squarespace.com and enter offer code relevant to get 10% off your first purchase. And also thanks to Casper. You can get $50 toward select mattresses by visiting Casper.com slash RM and using promo code RM at checkout. That's 50 bucks. Terms and conditions apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, thank you for our guest. Uh, thank you to our guest, Bob Goff. His new book, Everybody Always, drops next week. Go check it out. You can also follow him on Twitter at Bob Goff. But don't say anything negative. He'll block you. Oh, no. That's yes. right. Yes, he will <laughs> block Without him. shame. He will block a brother faster than I'll block you. That's true. <laughs> he doesn't mess around. He don't want that negativity. I, he would block you off this podcast after all the negativity you gave me about running this race. That's fine. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, and also thanks to Brian for sitting in with us. Um, Brian Dust from World Vision. Thanks, thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for uh, taking yeah, us man. to Somali. You know what? In your case, love doesn't. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Hey, that love was an excellent, but it's a well-crafted, thoughtful joke. Love doesn't, Harsh. but training and preparation will. Oh, and then wanna, you reached out to him, Eddie. You just you reached our, out well, to no, him. No, no, I didn't no, know no. we'd have our second hug of the year. <laughs> no, we'd have that f- the weird fish hand Yeah, the fish thing. hand. I thought we were about to get fish <laughs> hand right here. No, stop holding hands. The new issue of Relevant just went to the printer. It's featuring, well... We'll tell you about it more in a week or two. Yeah. Uh, head over to relevantmagazine.com. Uh, subscribe now. There's a great deal going on and you will get it uh, yeah. in time. You'll get I just, the new issue. I just read the feature story and it's all hanging on the wall here and it's amazing. There is honestly some of the best content we've ever published is in this issue. Hey. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it's, such a good it's not like big, heavy, big name marketable stuff, but it's some of the best stories we've, per- we've told. I've been a fan I mean, of the person yeah, on your cover for a long like, time. I mean, we say that, but then like when I think about the names, I'm like, Oh, they're pretty big. You know, I think people will be surprised at how uh, the the voices that are included in this issue. Can, yeah. can I just say one thing about the magazine? The The first time I got Relevant Magazine, someone mailed it to me when I was working with World Vision in the Middle East. And I love getting the magazine in the mail. I mean, there's only I've only subscribed to a few magazines, but like there's just something about taking a break from your phone. I mean, yeah. obviously, you can read articles on the phone, or the website, but like just getting something get a cup of tea that's beautiful laid out well thank you and you read in person just put your phone down read through the magazine discover a bunch of stuff that you didn't even know that you needed to know about but when you read it you know you want to know about it thank you i feel the same way about charisma if you've ever read that (laughs) (laughs) keep going all right i know we'll wrap things up i'm cameron strang i'm eddie kaufholtz jim strang i'm brian duss i'm jesse carey i'm annie f downs we'll see you next week Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe.
Perry, do you have a tongue? Relevant Podcast Network.